0: Midi Innovation Vault, Paradigm Shift Required, Infection Prevention, a case study outlining a Blue Ocean device development approach addressing urgent infection prevention global market needs. In our release of Midi's Innovation Vault podcast series, listen to Midi's principals, Christopher Montalbano, Greg Montalbano, and guest experts discuss and explore past, present, future challenges and opportunities for healthcare device technology innovation as applied to infection prevention control. Listen and discover Midi's unique perspective for far-reaching solutions to our local and global crisis as applied to technology, engineering, and design thinking methodologies for fighting the invisible enemy. This is Matt Bowell. I'm happy to be talking again with our guest, Greg Montalbano, who is the Chief Creation Officer of Midi Medical Product Development. Greg, it's good to reconnect with you uh, for today's podcast and... uh, Uh, Really wanted to to talk to you here real quick about, you know, reviewing technologies that are currently available and under development for various applications from the medical market to the supermarket at this point. How are you doing, Greg?
1: I'm excited to review with you all the amazing technologies, both commercially available and under development, to improve our global position in the battle against COVID-19 and other pathogens.
0: Talk to us about the various tools we have in our arsenal and in development. To combat the invisible enemy of pathogens?
1: Yeah, there is quite a bit of various technologies and approaches. And it's being in this field of medical device development and working in infection prevention as other areas of medical product development is, is very exciting in today's day and age. You know, we really feel at MIDI like we're making a difference as we develop different systems to you know, ultimately give patients better outcomes and healthier outcomes in the hospital systems. And we take great pride in that. And in understanding and becoming expert in infection prevention, we realized that, you know, there are layers for infection prevention. There's no one technology or one application that is the silver bullet that's going to resolve everybody's issues from Hospital to supermarkets to consumer applications, so what I'm going to do today is go through some very high level and interesting layers and technologies and applications in all different areas and all different silos of infection prevention uh, to you know kind of give you insight and understanding as well as the listeners uh, you know relative to what's available and, and what may be coming in the future, including drug discovery of uh, for infection prevention. So the meat and potatoes of infection prevention is typically within hospital environments is UVC. So UVC disinfection system is a direct line of sight modality that can use multiple uh, emitters to minimize shadows and reduce distance to surfaces and ultimately use UV light to disinfect air and surfaces. So ultimately, these systems come in different forms. They come in robotic forms. Some of them are actually built into the architecture of the systems. Others are more locker-based or uh, objects where you can put objects into lockers and ultimately disinfect them. And UVC can typically kill 99.9% of pathogens, uh, including C. diff and MRSA and all the really tough bugs to kill. The other system that is typically used in hospital environments is called hydrogen peroxide disinfection system. So these are systems that ultimately generate fogs and fill an entire room with a fog of hydrogen peroxide that kills 99.999% of C. diff and MRSA and other other bugs, E. coli, uh, within all surfaces. So UVC is most popular. Hydrogen peroxide is also used, so ultimately, you know, there's different applications, but when you look at UVC, it has gone from hospital applications all the way down to consumer applications and even used in aviation. So, if you ever seen uh, Shark Tank, there was a company called Phone Soap, which was funded, I believe by Mark Cuban. And ultimately, they make a little case that you put your phone in and has UVC uh, lights in it, and basically, it'll kill all the pathogens on your phone. So that technology has trickled down into the consumer world. There's a company called Germ Falcon that uses UVC light, and it's a robotic system that is wheeled into an airplane, sort of like a drink cart, and it has expandable wings like a falcon. They expand out over the seats. And it robotically goes from one end to the airplane to the other just shining uvc light uh over the seats and ultimately killing pathogens which again believe it or not the dirtiest part of an airplane seat is in that pocket right in front so don't ever stick anything in there (laughs) and ultimately we look at various technologies and devices and we need to look at them to track infection prevention and also have protocol and compliance so as we automate these technologies and we streamline and review the collection of data we're providing a larger amount of information so that ultimately we can utilize that data in order to improve outcomes and in looking at various applications we look at i'll just rattle off uh, you know, about eight that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about telemedicine and asynchronous healthcare. Uh, we're going to talk about passive biometric and thermal detection systems, robotics. Uh, we're going to look at AI automated imaging and analysis software, AI in drug discovery to fight COVID, and also smartphone operating systems and tracking features for iOS and Android, and ultimately smart homes that will, ultimately help us to prevent infection in today's infection conscious consumers. So just going to the first subject in talking about telemedicine and asynchronous health, we look at telemedicine and the asynchronous healthcare, and ultimately it exists in hospitals and in the public and remote communication. And it means that patients avoid transmitting disease uh, and healthcare workers save time on simple tasks. So this really cleared the way for robots and a lot of other automated technologies to help out in COVID-19 days. So now robots are being used to disinfect rooms, as I mentioned, to communicate with isolated people, to take vital information, and then to deliver medications as well. So, you know, we're really starting to emerge into this asynchronous healthcare applications and telemedicine. And I think it's just going to evolve even more moving forward. The the next subject to talk about is passive biometric and thermal detection systems. So the use of biometric technology always remains controversial in our country, but COVID-19 is driving some governments and organizations to use it in the interest of public health. So let's face it, facial recognition or iris recognition are touch-free and are exponentially safer from a pathogen standpoint as compared to other biometric identification technologies like fingerprint scanners. So tech companies are utilizing facial biometrics to identify caretakers who are not compliant with wearing masks or washing their hands for appropriate amount of time and combining facial recognition and temperature sensing to identify suspected cases where COVID might exist with elevated temperatures. So you'll know who the person is and then the fact that they have an elevated temperature. And, And typically these will be caretakers in the caretaker environment. So the corona epidemic has seen this resurgence of biometric screening tech being incorporated with thermal imaging fever detection. And this type of scanning is being used to sense whether people might have the elevated temperatures, which might indicate whether they've been infected with the coronavirus and help verify their identity. These systems can scan and log large masses of people in real time, up to 200 people per minute. So it's a very useful combination of technologies in order to prevent uh, infection spread. The next subject to talk about is robotics. So hospitals, supermarkets, and other essential services leverage robotics in the fight against coronavirus outbreaks, further accelerating an already fast-growing market for workplace automation Within a weary and reduced workforce of healthcare. So, robots ultimately designed for handling biohazardous waste and decontaminating rooms and ambulances are ideas born out of an era of increasing experience and pandemic risks. So, you'll see a also, I feel, an explosion of various robotic applications, whether they're autonomous or incorporated into other objects within the hospital that again will produce repeatable and reliable results to reduce hospital-acquired infections. So you will also see robotics in coming out in micro-fulfillment. So supermarkets and retail. So currently Amazon is very good at this. You know, they've designed their own proprietary systems relative to robotic micro fulfillment, but there, there will be, it'll trickle down into smaller chains and even smaller stores. There's a company called Takeoff Technologies that's uh, in New York City, and they offer complete automated grocery micro-fulfillment modular solutions that can be installed for a collection of binning of customers' orders. So instead of going to the shelf to pick out grocery items, the robotic system brings them to you. So there's no more backlog you know, with Amazon and Whole Foods. So... I don't know if you've tried to order food through Amazon and Whole Foods, but you got to wake up at like five in the morning to hit the send button in order to get a delivery within a week, just because everybody's doing it right now. So ultimately, this this technology, this robotic application will permeate out into smaller chains, smaller companies, and there'll be no more suiting up like an astronaut to go to the the supermarket in these applications so the solution can easily be adopted and implemented you know and ultimately is attractive option for the millions of housebound americans trying to avoid uh spreading viruses or getting viruses by staying out of stores and again this will not only increase efficiency but also you know stop the spread of uh, viruses In looking at AI also in automated imaging and analysis software, there are several international-based hospitals that are using AI-based software to scan through CT images of patients' lungs to look for signs of COVID-19. So the infection, COVID, uh, due to the overwhelming amount of scans needed, has created a backlog so this ai software is assisting to identify cases where there's issues with the lungs in an automated fashion so that ultimately we can get uh, the identification of uh, and needs and medications in a timely manner to those individuals additionally with ai ai isn't being involved in drug discovery for uh, corona applications so The coronavirus epidemic has also inspired several drug companies to use artificial intelligence powered drug discovery platforms to search for possible treatments. So that process can involve using AI to find entirely new molecules that might be capable of treating pneumonia-like illnesses or mining through databases of already approved drugs for other illnesses that might work against the COVID-19. Additionally, looking at the subject of smartphone operating systems and tracking features with iOS and Android. So as we know, Google and Apple are working together to create contact tracing technology to help in the fight against COVID-19. So through the joint effort, they'll be able to notify people via the smartphone if they've come in contact with somebody with the coronavirus. So unlike other tracking methods, Apple and Google's Bluetooth plan they won't be tracking the people's physical locations, but would basically pick up the signals of nearby phones at five minute intervals and store the connections between them in a database. So if a person tests positive for corona, basically they can tell the app that they've been infected and it can notify the other people whose phones passed within close ranges in the preceding days in order to, again, affect a positive outcome and minimize the spread of coronavirus. And then also looking at voice tech and smart homes. So today's infectious conscious consumers are becoming increasingly concerned that their mobile devices, which are touched more than 2,600 times a day, according to one study, can spread coronavirus. So as the public panic over germ spread grows, so will the use of voice technology like Alexa and others. Which can reduce touches and at least theoretically slow the spread of the germs within the household so voice usage will continue to pick up and extend to other smart home components. implicated as major germ hubs and as more TV and entertainment components, light switches appliances plumbing fixtures alarms incorporate voice control functionality. There will be less need to touch them so from a very high level. You know, there's a lot of technologies, a lot of applications spanning many different marketplaces, uh, not just medical, that ultimately will assist us in the mitigation and the spread of pathogens, in particular, the the, the most timely one uh, being COVID-19.
0: We've been talking with Greg Montalbano. He's the Chief Creation Officer of Midi Medical Product Development. This is the fourth installment of the Midi Innovation Vault podcast. And today we were talking about all of the ways and different ways to fight pathogens and all the different uh, technologies and things that are available now. It seems like there's a wide array, almost a buffet, and I feel like you, you might not have even touched on all of them, Greg.
1: Oh, there's, there's quite a bit more, I gave you the highest level I could. I'm sure people won't sit through a three-hour long podcast. But certainly, if if anyone listening to this podcast is interested in talking further with me, certainly midiPD.com. Feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk further.
0: Greg Montalbano is the Chief Creation Officer of Midi Medical Product Development. This has been the Midi Innovation Vault Podcast, Episode 4.